Oh, I had a stir fry for dinner and I had a lot of rooster sauce and it has made my nose run, darling. It has. Hey, um what? You better go catch it. <laughs> <laughs> You're a fucking moron. I have to deal with. I, I I listen to kids' jokes now. Oh, and so the young one's like, knock knock. <laughs> and you say who's there, and she'll say, boo. And she'll say you say boo who, and she'll say boo. <laughs> and then she'll you'll say, boo who, and she'll say, boo who. Why are you crying? <laughs> There's a lot of effort going into these jokes. Well, I was a guest on their podcast I know. recently. <laughs> um, and I had to come up with jokes. And I am not good at coming up with knock-knock jokes. Uh, that so are appropriate I, for jokes. Correct. And so I looked them up, uh, and I got in trouble for that. So <laughs> I, I, I yelled at you? No, they did. Yeah. They're good at that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Clever. I wanted to show want to show my nails off to them. They're like, oh, look at what I did. They're like, is Chris gonna spend the night? And I was like, absolutely. No, he, he leaves first thing. And <laughs> he leaves the first thing after the podcast is done. <laughs> Never talk to him again. I open the window and throw him out. <laughs> Get out. You see why this one doesn't have a screen? Yeah, it's perfect for that. Just jump right out. Like, doo, 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 doo. actually, it's more like I dance out, <laughs> like mm-hmm. dancing over and like, ooh, 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 ooh. and then just foot right in the center of just the back. Just gaily, oh. Well, you kick me, and then I'd like gracefully stumble forward. Yeah, tooth chips on a rock outside. Fall, falls flat on my face, breaks my neck, feels great. Yeah. <laughs> great chiropractor. <laughs> Just amazing. Just amazing, really officially, like, amazing work. I saw this meme Ouch. of this. Oh, not a meme. Of a, uh, you remember the desks that we had in high school where it was like the desk and the chair? Yeah, it was like the desk that was like attached with like that giant metal bar that went to the back, and it was like these yeah. are uncomfortable. I still fell asleep in them. <laughs> Me too. Uh, and the, uh, they they said uh, really missing my chiropractor these days. Who said that? The Mimi. Oh, because the people would be like, <laughs> oh my god, you do it too. But like the people who like twist their neck like from side to side and it's just like, <laughs> and I'm like. Yeah. That's why I'm afraid to go to the chiropractor because I'm afraid that he's gonna do that and my neck is just gonna be like snaps in half. <laughs> this is the last straw. <laughs> just your like, neck. There's the one nerve connecting your brain. Just, to the rest just barely of your body. hanging on. Just like, it's like oh, we can do this, guys. You Come know on. that scene in SpongeBob where they're like, name, name. We threw out his name. That's my uh, my brain stem that's just hanging on there by a thread. It's like, oh, please don't do it. Don't mm-hmm. do it. Uh, that's just mostly your from... amygdala is like amygdala. Don't. Who? That's the part of your brain. Oh, thank you for that. You're welcome. Your prefrontal cortex is like... Oh, cerebellum, ma'am. don't. No. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Hey, Google, more brain jokes. <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> we need them. Ooh. I'm sweaty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm always sweaty, though. And it's, it might be the Red Bull. What? what? I know, that's what I'm feeling. <laughs> um, would, you, do you, would you like some ice? Uh, Why would I put ice underneath my titties? <laughs> also, I just sensation. I just saw this meme that was like uh, Texans in the summer. Do you want a snow cone? And it's just like that triggered dog meme. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> Please no. Me absolutely. Yes. I would like the snow. Cone. I would love snow cone. <laughs> Whatever. Mm. Gets a good Red Bull. Mm. 
Look at the the king size. Savannah said there was no other. There was the eight ounce one. I bought one earlier today, and it was. I think it was that the same size I got earlier because they had didn't have the small one either. I think no, it was twelve fluid ounces. Sixteen yeah. fluid ounces. Twelve. Twelve. There's the eight, the 16. twelve. Is there a sixteen? Yeah. No, it wasn't that. No. Let me see. It's twenty. Because I remember the caffeine count. Yeah, mine was one fifty one. This is one eighty one. Oh my god, I'm gonna die. Is that a lot? <laughs> I know. Well, tonight. <laughs> Not on tonight. <laughs> remember that, like, months ago where you were like, I haven't slept in, like, four days. Yes. <laughs> but I didn't drink Red Bull. This is, well, now you were going to I'm just... drinking it right now, and that's it. And I'm just wired right now, and I'm excited, and we're podcasting. This, this is a lot of fun. About funny stuff about funny stuff <laughs> whenever i have to explain this podcast to people i'm like what is this <laughs> mom what is this? this is garbage <laughs> yeah it's just like there's a, a delicacy in the northeast called a garbage plate mm-hmm. it's like fries and ketchup and mustard and like tater tots and pickles and that sounds fantastic where do i go to get these uh pittsburgh i think oh okay pittsburgh i'm coming for you not great for what else <laughs> a <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> I don't know what else is there. <laughs> What's a city that you've been to that you went there, but you don't know what they're famous for? Mm. San Antonio. <laughs> do, oh my god! <laughs> do not get me started on San Antonio. Um, I think mine would be Philadelphia, Dallas. <laughs> no, Dallas is a good one. Yeah, Dallas is a good one. No one cares about that. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to see a Ben Franklin impersonator, and I didn't, so we're looking at nothing here. You just walk in. Where's the Elvis Presley impersonator? This is not Las Vegas, honey. Well, this is trash. Um, I'm trying to think. I don't really go to cities. That doesn't make sense. (laughs) Where do I go? Nowhere. Absolutely nowhere. I don't go to the country. I don't go to cities. Where do I live? Your room. That's my room. Honestly, the past year... How wrong is that? Pretty, Not I mean, pretty spot on. It's basically my house and here. My house. My house. <laughs> and here. That's the only two places that I really have, uh, I can think that I've really gone in the past almost year now. Because so, of the low sugars. The low sugars. I got I got the sugars. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I have to think about all the cities, all the cities I've been to. I have been to D.C., New York, Chicago, New Orleans, San Antonio, Dallas, Austin. I don't really like Austin. I've been to Austin. I kind of liked it a little bit, but I went there when I was like eighteen. Hmm. I went there. I went to Sixth Street one time. It was not great. That was. Hmm. Ugh. Um. What are the cities I've gone to? I went to Panama City Beach one time. Oh, I've been to Biloxi. Ew. Not. A Why did you go to Biloxi for a wedding? Ew! Don't ever do that again. Yeah, they were like the beaches are nice, and I'm like. They're not that much better. They're not that much different than Texas beaches. They're still green. They're green, green and brown. Yeah. At least <laughs> Panama was bluish. Yeah. Panama City is, is slightly clearer. Um, Gulf Shores. Oh, Gulf Shores, Alabama. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think of all like the terrible college <laughs> party places. Um, Destin. Destin, yeah. That's not too far. Panama I, City Beach. Uh, I've never gone to any of the West Coast cities, so I have, can't, can't, uh, can't say that. Salt Lake City. That's a good one. That, oh, yeah, yeah. What are they famous for? Besides people who go to the cities outside of Salt Lake City to go ski. Mormonism. Ugh. 
I said famous, not infamous. Oh, um, <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding. If you're Mormon, listen to this podcast. Mitt Romney. You're in a cult. Call your dad. What? Mitt, Mitt Romney. Mitt, isn't he Mormon too? Mm-hmm. Still, same same line here. Um, yeah, I would have to say. So, oh yeah, I forgot we haven't taken these. I'm just babbling on because I'm hyper. Happy birthday. Oh yeah, thirtieth birthday. Does that mean I'm turning 30? Oh, I meant me. You're already, yeah, you're good. Because oh, yeah, we yeah. celebrated my birthday on the last podcast. Mm-hmm. And this is your next birthday. You're so now I'll be turning 31 in June, officially, unless we have another birthday for me <laughs> at some point, which. Probably. Knowing our podcast and the way, the rate that we just go down the hill so quickly um, sounds great. You're also, actually 47. That's true. Um, I definitely look it. Um, back to us talking about art podcast and how we never have any idea what's happening mm-hmm. um my favorite is people are whenever they're like uh what's who whose voice is whose and i'm like i'm the gay one that what? <laughs> that that's for us to know and you to never find out because we introduce ourselves twice maybe yeah officially what uh, i'm sarah jessica parker and this is my co- po- podcast ho- uh, co-host uh, brenda song why 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 do i have to be this d-list celebrity brenda song is not a d-list celebrity she's on the disney channel and she was in something else that i saw <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> yeah where she was like uh amnesiatic wait question huh is rebecca black gay she is a queer okay just because i kept on seeing it on my twitter because apparently she remastered the song friday, friday. and i haven't listened to it and i don't know I that i plan to is it better? It's about the same. It was never a good song <laughs> to start. Never good. There is that really that Rebecca Black song that I really do like. Oh boy. Um, but I like it in the sense of maybe it's a little bit more ironic. Also, sometimes. So does like that mean that Gen Z like is it. just what is just listening to it, or maybe millennials just because they're like, "Fuck you, Gen Z. We're gonna listen to the song that we love." <laughs> she was thirteen. <laughs> She's one of us. Oh man. Oh man, Owl City! Oh my God, Owl City! I'm gonna listen to it on my way home now. I was trying Fireflies. to listen to it with the children. I was like, because I uh, I got YouTube Kids because I don't want them to spoil my algorithm. <laughs> I need drag queens, cooking videos, and whatever else you listen to. Murdery things. Murdery thing. There you go. <laughs> and uh, what'd you say? Knitting, knitting and knitting. Oh. Yes. Um, and I was like, the kids would love Hot Air Balloons by Alice City. Because <laughs> they were listening to JoJo Siwa and Kids Bop, and I was like, how can we get away from Kids Bop? Can we not do JoJo Siwa is fine. I want to get away from Kids Bop. I don't want any. I don't need she that. She has her own songs. She does. D-R-E-A-M. Is yeah. Pretty, yeah. Pretty, uh, okay. What was the one that I said on the podcast? Mm, I don't remember. Uh, that was a while ago. Something in my high tops. <laughs> Boomerang, Bo- boomerang. Yes, that's one of them. Um, yeah, some other chart topper, but I don't, I don't know. Chart, 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 to- chart. I don't topper? topper. Chart in the chart. Topper on the chart. I'm gay. I changed it. You like that one? I'm gay. It actually was from um, Game Night with Savannah and Aaron in the dark. Uh, well, without electricity and freezing. Um, I don't remember. I really don't remember how it comes up. Savannah will probably have to remind you. Uh, but 
Aaron had said something, and I, she said, I can't do that. You know, I'm a woman. I was like, and I'm – oh, it was about driving. <laughs> uh, and Because he was being the little car on Monopoly. And she was like, I can't drive. I'm a woman. And I was like, and I'm gay. So, and I'm gay. <laughs> so we just started doing that all the time now. So we t- decided to change, you know, topper, I'm gay instead. So I think it's better than I barely know her. Do you think, I think so? I think that you guys need to find something else to do. No. Uh, we will stick to our stupid, corny jokes, and you will enjoy it, okay? Uh, I never enjoyed it. I just... You went along with it. I cringed a little bit. Which one? Well, then it got ironic for me. Because you were like, I'm making fun of it while I'm doing it. Yeah. That's like you, whenever we're signing off with a send them an email, you're like, drop us a line. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what this is, but this is something I do all the time. <laughs> you got to like stick your bottom lip out to <laughs> some kind of ogre. <laughs> Stupid. That's what Tony looks like. Nobody hates Tony. Nobody hates Tony. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Nobody hates no. Tony. Um, hold on. Let me. I have to pull something up real fast. So I'm just gonna talk about my latest. Uh, Are you knitting again? No. Uh, it's cooking for children. Is my my latest thing that I'm doing that I have to try to get better at. How long? How how is that going? Yesterday was okay. I made a breaded oven baked chicken tenders I, i'm assuming that they are assisting you no 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 oh you, it, you mean just cooking with children yes, cooking for children because they don't enjoy anything yeah that's children <laughs> yeah i made mac and cheese and i put a whole head of cauliflower in it today and they didn't know they said it's a secret <laughs> why does this have potatoes <laughs> i don't know and what's so weird said, it kind of tastes like broccoli <laughs> And I was like, no. No, it's, no, it's mashed. It's, what did you say, macaroni and cheese? Uh-huh. Like, no, no, it's just mac like, and cheese. These noodles are a little old, but. <laughs> just uh, I love tricking kids. That's my favorite. <laughs> yeah, everything's fine. And I was like, there's everything's a secret fine. ingredient. It's love. <laughs> it's also healthy vegetables that you like, need to eat. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I think the little one knew a little bit because she was like, I don't like this stuff on top. Well, I just want to eat the noodles. <laughs> Well then, eat all of it. <laughs> anyway, we like I made pudding, so they were like, we were like, you can't have any pudding unless you eat this. Then how did that go? Like, did she cry? Okay. <laughs> and See, it still took another ten uh, minutes. Yeah, for me, I would have just sat there crying. <laughs> just, even at the age of twenty-eight, <laughs> Chris, eat your eat your cauliflower. <laughs> I don't want it. That was for quesadillas. Yeah, it was a sob fest. Bitch, I for love quesadillas. quesadillas. I don't know what's happening here. Um, but I do know, I'd like to th- thank our sponsor, <laughs> Big, Big Bones! Big yes. Bones. Uh, a recent Gallup poll shows that Americans have reported feeling stress, worry, and anger at the highest levels over in over a decade. While we are, woo, while we are growing more and more aware of the stress on our bodies and minds, we may not have considered the effects that our stress can have on our pets. According to a 2019 study... There is a synchronization between stress hormones in humans and their dogs. If you are a dog parent, you probably already know that your pup is very good at reading your body language and can quickly pick up on how you're feeling. We're always working to reduce our own stress in any way that we can, but what about the anxiety that we may have passed on to our dogs? Baked Bones has a solution. Uh, CBD has been shown to help reduce stress and anxiety in both humans and dogs, and Baked Bones has your dog covered. Made from organic, human-grade ingredients and full-spectrum hemp oil, their bones may offer some relief to your anxious pup. 
Check out bakebones.com for more information on CBD for dogs and other benefits it may provide. Bakebones offers free shipping on all orders over $25, and you can save 15% now with promo code SPOOPY15. SPOOPY15. Bakebones is LGBTQ owned and operated and is based in Houston, Texas. Bakebones proudly donates 10% of all profits to no kill shelters in the U.S. Need your butt Bakebones ASAP or need your butts ASAP. <laughs> or you need uh, or you want to support small businesses, you definitely can by popping into Man Ready Mercantile in the Houston Heights as well as off of South Congress Street in Austin. Baked Bones. We like nice. cut off at the same time. I know. We, we, I hope that you guys really love just like the lyrical genius that is uh, us. I mean, uh, this email that I just pulled up for this commercial was sent to us on February 27th of two, 2020, long before we would have ever known what would have happened to us. Yeah. I was talking to my mom about it this, today, and I was like, me and Tom has been the last ones in the family to take a trip. Got to. February 2020? Yeah. 2019? 2020. No, 2020. Yeah. And we were like, where are you going to San Francisco? Epicenter. Mm-hmm. Right when it was and happening. Was like, There's a bunch of COVID going around. Thank God it hasn't come to the estates yet. And then we were like, we're going to go to this festival. Yeah. Full of a bunch of people Walking all around. the street with all these people. <laughs> Just coughing but, and sneezing, doing all the things. And we got back home and watched the news. And they were like, yeah, this festival was a... Uh, epicenter of an outbreak in San Francisco. But, well, that's cool. And, and then we were like, <coughs> that's weird. <laughs> that's so confusing. Um, well, me, me and Savannah went on a cruise th- that the weekend that I got this email, apparently. Uh, Thursday, we went that, well, oh no, we left on a Friday, didn't we? Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Was that how long our thing was? Yeah, that's how long it was. Um, that was our cruise. February 28th through the beginning of March. And then I went to South Padre the next weekend. And then everything closed down the weekend after that. So that was my last trip, going to South Padre Island the week before everything got shut down. How wild is that? That's crazy that people used to, like, gl- like go places. And, like, see and, like, things. Do things. Well, surprisingly, people are still doing that. Because well, Americans fucking suck. Mm. Or, I'm sorry, people of the United States fucking suck. <laughs> I think the uh, politically correct term is moron. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Moron. Yep, yep. Yep. Um, yes. Correct. Wow. Yep. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, look at this. Uh, a full year later, what has changed? We are on the second season of our podcast. Fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Me and Thomas were talking about this on uh, Saturday whenever I came over to record Let's Talk About Gay Stuff. And we were talking about uh, that, <laughs> you know, other podcasts will do like six episodes or ten episodes. And they're like, wow, we need a season. break. That's a whole season. And it's like uh, we released 52 episodes after 52 weeks. And then we start a new season. <laughs> so yeah. we have a lot of content, honey. Mama. <laughs> Mama. Lots of content. I don't even know how many like other podcasts have released that are like really popular have released in for like four or five years. And we've done the same amount in oh, yeah. two years. Yeah, exactly that's what I'm saying. We've we've and we haven't even gotten through two years. We're about to hit two years in yeah. uh, what? A coming up weeks? soon. Yeah. In I think it's, it's March seventeenth. March 17th, yeah. Um, May 17th, not March. Um, so we've got 10 more episodes. Yeah. Ten, ten, 11 episodes before we uh, officially have reached capacity, capacity of season two. Season two. two. 
Then we start season three. Season three. <laughs> Keep going. And there's people are always killing each other. Oh my god. Yes. There is supposedly. I was reading like some news stories. There's supposedly a, a serial killer in San Diego right now. Supposedly, mm-hmm. they they I think have found three or four murders officially that they believe are all connected in San Diego. And I'm like, ooh, I smell a. Oh, I smell a serial killer. <laughs> a new episode of our podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I was watching some other thing, but some of the ones that are just, they're just like, a child is missing. Mm-hmm. What's going to happen? Yeah. I'm like, tell me when you get to the good part. Did you watch? Did you watch the, no. Did you watch the, no, it's not bad because did you, uh, the, my follow-up question is, did you watch the documentary on uh, Lisa Lamb, The Cecil Hotel? I watched a little bit of it. It It's what, four, like, four or five episodes and it is so slow. Yeah. We, we covered it in... 45 minutes not even 45 minutes on this podcast and we hit everything that they hit basically i mean that's a good mystery yeah and the fact that you're trying to draw that out that long it was just annoying like why why did something better they did have some really good good interviews like the interview with the um the uh the doorman as well as the interview with the manager of the hotel uh at the time uh she was a character i really liked her i kept on told savannah i was like i want to be her friend (laughs) she's weird and quirky just like me (laughs) Yeah, people with purple hair, I'm like, what do you do? Well, she doesn't have tell purple hair. She was just funny. <laughs> tell me about you. Also, tell me which uh, planet is making me sad. <laughs> All of them. Earth. 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 <laughs> Straight up Earth. That's the answer. <laughs> Earth. Uh, I was not prepared for that drop of uh, truth. That drop of realness. We were teaching planets day, today, and they were like, which is closest? I was like, which is closest to the sun? And one of them said Earth. And I was like, oh, thank God. Like, please. <laughs> we're about to get burned. Absorb us, please. We're done here. I am done here. Um, yeah. Well, unless you have another tangent. <laughs> have you ever tried White Claw? Um, hold on. Oh, yes. Oh. It's a nice, juicy... Lemon. 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 Um, I could not stop saying thieving all weekend long. <laughs> thieving. Oh, I guess week, technically, because we recorded on Sunday. Yo, I've been um, giving names to people, mm-hmm. and they love it. Just random ass like, names. You're Rhonda. Rhonda. Yeah, Rhonda. Now. Josephine. <laughs> and then La Jessica. La Jessica has been That's very my popular. favorite. Uh, I thought that was a doll. Well, yeah, but then Josephine was like, no, I'm La Jessica now. <laughs> and I was like, you do it, La you Jessica. You do it. You, you, you get it. Oh, I love that. Um, well, I'll be thieving. <laughs> I'm Sylvester. Sylvester. You can be thieving. <laughs> I'm going to change my name to Frank Willigan. Frank <laughs> I love that we now have two episodes that are named after stupid things that we can't – stupid names that we just spell stupidly. <laughs> One of my favorites. It's a very uh, minute joy for me. Yeah, (laughs) minute. It just does a lot. How does it feel to talk to adults? (laughs) Oh, let me tell you about it. I know that my humor is very low bar on the adult scale, but... (laughs) I just want to talk about how 12 can also be 21 and also 02. Because that's what I've been teaching. Oh. 12 is different from those ones. Interesting. Every day. Every every day. Every day. Every day. 12? 21. No. 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 Still wrong. 
But she's trying. So. <laughs> there you go. As long as she's trying. At least the two is right. <laughs> you've got some. You've got the numbers in there, right? Uh, but it's not uh, the correct order here. Um, well, you want to talk about some spooky things? Mm, yeah. Mm, yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, let me tell you about how difficult researching a topic is when you're also homeschooling. Not it's easy. It's very difficult. Yeah. With I what I picked. And they were like, let me see the pictures. I was like, absolutely mm-hmm. do not look at these pictures. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. Uh, luckily, mine did not have pictures because this is not the greatest thing. Mine is horrifying. Yeah. Mine is just creepy. Yeah, mine is not exactly a... It's a crime. Not anyone has necessarily been hurt physically it's not great emotionally yes. is it illegal probably absolutely did anyone die no no someone died oh but not because of this but not because of this okay who's going first i'm going first oh, okay uh, okay mm-hmm. all right mm-hmm. okay well i for some reason i'm just hooked on international serial killers right now or international things uh so i'm doing another international Oh, oh, just like a little, just like a little, just like a little bit more. Mm-hmm. It's my Wednesday. <laughs> it used to be my Friday. Anymore. Not anymore. Um, so I'm going to talk about the granny killer. Oh my God, that was on the, the list that I was looking at. Oh, uh, was it? Mm-hmm. The, the guy in Australia? Oh, no, it was a woman. Oh, well, this is a guy in Australia. Oh, this is Tara Santanova that I was looking at. Oh, that, I... Oh, yeah, I've already done the granny killer. And the granny killer, too. But I already did her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was difficult to research. Um, yeah, there was, like, two paragraphs, and I was like, wow. And also, the paragraphs are all mixed up and jumbled. Uh, there's no timeline. You, so you kind of have to have to figure that out. Uh, but this guy was much easier. Cheers, Bones. Cheers to Wednesday. I love Bimini. I mean, Wednesday. Sorry. Bimini, Bon, Foolash. That's it. Um, yes. I was just I was on uh, uh, the Instagram and someone was like, "What did I say? Bimini Bond Bogus? Oh, yeah, Bimini. The guy like sent the the screenshot of him listening to a song from Bimini. Um, and he said Bimini Bond Bogus. No, he said uh, if you're not listening to this song, you're Bimini Bond Bogus. Oh yes, okay. So he was encouraging people to listen. I was to about it. to be like, please direct me to the the. The Instagram, so I can report it. For hate I would speech. like to say, "Fuck you." Um, yeah. Uh, hold on. Let me. Let me. Uh, just. Uh, just. <laughs> Bimini. <laughs> Poison. Bimini von Boogalash. Boogalash. I haven't done that in a while. Um. Yeah. Ew. I taught the girls to say Bimini von Boogalash. Yeah. They have no idea who it is. Well, we also told them that it was the, the the queen, and they were like, "All right." <laughs> they asked the same question again, and I was like, no, it's the queen. No, it's the queen. Just Bimini. <laughs> Still the queen. Um, okay, well, <laughs> granny killer. We're going to talk about John Wayne Gase. Glover. Oh, uh, you were so close. You close. were so close. Uh, he was born on November 16th of 1932 to a working class family in Wolverhampton, England. Wolverhampton. Overhampton. Overhampton. Uh, during his youths, uh, he was convicted of many petty crimes dating back to 1947, such as stealing clothing and handbags. Ooh. Ooh get that Gucci handbag, yes, girl. Yes, mama. Mm, talk about knockoff, am I right? Mm, slay yes, mama. For the work no. boots. Mm-hmm. 
where, for, for the work, the work we went house down back yes, yes. uh, brick, brick house mama uh, <laughs> so he dropped out of school at the age of 14 cool what is it 30s it's the four, right. late 40s yeah just after uh world war ii i was gonna say he went to the war no he didn't just shy just shy of the war uh he might have gone to korea but because <clears throat> he he tried serving in the british army until they found out about his criminal record and they kicked him out i was like i thought the army just kind of like takes everyone yeah i don't know maybe not and, like guns. unless you're a murderer i feel like if they were a murderer they'd be like absolutely just come on in <laughs> Listen, there's going to be a whole lot of people that you got to murder anyway, so it, <laughs> come on down. <laughs> Just don't murder your, Welcome to the... the United States War Machine, except it's not United States. Uh, anyways, uh, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> N- nothing. I don't have any feelings about things. What? <laughs> anyways, how do you feel about um, peace? Hate it. Love that. Oh, no. Yep. Mm. How do you feel about war? Hate it. <laughs> how do you feel about neutrality? Hate it. <laughs> what do you What do you like? Hate it. Oh. Hold on. Oh, we pausing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Get that Ooh, cotton. That sounds delicious. Cotton candy, uh, toothpaste. I don't know. I already no, have a I problem. This disgusting pudding today. It's unicorn flavored. Ooh, is it cotton candy? Pink. It's cotton candy flavored. It's so gross. <laughs> and they were like, "It's delicious." No, no. Well, see, kids will just try like whatever, and they're like, "Not it's vegetables." Like... Oh, that's true. As long as it tastes sugary. Everything is marketed well. Yeah. We wanted to get cheese sticks, and they were like, "No," and then had Elsa and Anna, and they were like, "Okay." <laughs> Just put princesses on everything. <laughs> Make a veggie loaf with like, just, just this princesses. Is Fifty cents more than the the store brand, but it is it's worth it. Honey. Yeah, if you're gonna fucking eat it, <laughs> yeah. Um, cotton candy. Oh, uh, because I switched to Arm and Hammer for my toothpaste, and so like, and that's kind of like uh, gritty, gritty, but it feels great on my teeth. I'm not gonna lie. Um, but I have since like, whenever I run out, I like have this like extra bottle. That like will bide me over until I actually go to the store. It's like aim or it's, something. It's Colgate. Um, and let me tell you, whenever I try that, I'm like, I'm like brushing my teeth. It does not taste good. There was some. Uh, it's just like too creamy. Some guy that I used to work with, he was like, I have a Colgate smile, and I was like, mm, yeah, what Yo, those yellow teeth that are falling on your face. <laughs> have you heard of Crest? Um, do you know them? Do you know them? Uh, but this bubblegum one is H-E-B branded. I'm so excited to try it. <laughs> I have it before they do. <laughs> like, hold on. Oh, I'm just, I'm just testing to see if uh, the... Making sure it's not poison. <laughs> yeah, see if it's okay. You know, no big deal. Nothing weird. Nothing weird. Nothing weird. Um, you also have bubblegum mouthwash that I want to try. <laughs> I used to have bubblegum. I'm a child. That's fine. I would like everyone to know because half of the snacks that I got, they're were for, for me. me. <laughs> and for you. <laughs> Uh, well, you had the Pokemon uh, gummies before Absolutely. they were even here. <laughs> I love that. Thomas did it too, though. He bought like cheeses that are in a go pack or something, like little shapes. Yeah, <laughs> like oh, these are little They're princesses. Like Cheese it nibs or something. <laughs> it's like little baby ones in a little pack that's to go. Well, I was thinking like whenever I go to the store, I'm like, I'm gonna find like new nail polishes for them and just be like, can you just <laughs> paint my nails? <laughs> They're not great at it. I don't care. It's a- I feel like they might be better than you. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> some, of the, some of the times that you painted my nails because, all the way up to my knuckles. Yeah, because that was hilarious. <laughs> oh, 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 it was. Tell okay. me about your fucking story. Whatever. Uh, I have literally made it like three lines and I have eight pages. <laughs> oh, we're a half hour in. Yay! I only Come have on, long an hour podcast. and a half, be- or a, a page and a half, because I was writing it in between Lunchables and... <laughs> 
because I was busy. <laughs> um, yeah, so he got kicked out of the army. Um, after that, he, I guess he thought nothing was interesting in England for him anymore. So he was like, I'm going to Australia. Bye. Uh, so <gasps> My character also went to Australia. Hmm. Weird. Um, yeah, went to Australia in 1956. They also said or 57. I was like, <laughs> okay. In that, I mean, that period of time, people were just like, yeah. All right, you're here. Uh, so he settled in Melbourne at first. Uh, shortly after moving, he was already convicted of two counts of larceny stealing uh, in Victoria and then one count of stealing in New South Wales. Um, in 1962, he was convicted on two counts of assaulting women in Melbourne, uh, two counts of indecent assault, and one uh, no one assault of uh, occasioning actual bodily harm. I don't know what that means. Uh, and another four counts of larceny. <clears throat> Excuse me. I think that larceny sounds too nice to be what it is. I know. You're fucking stealing from someone. Uh and he was sentenced to three year uh three years good behavior bond. So I don't know that he was actually in jail. I think he just like paid money. And then was out for good behavior. Exactly. Uh so supposedly he had trouble. Uh, he had a troubled relationship with the older women in his life, especially his mother, Frida, uh, who had s- several husbands and many boyfriends. Uh, he also had an issue after moving in with his mother-in-law after getting married in 1968 to, tremble please, what is it? Gay Rolls. Excuse me? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome <laughs> to the stage, Gay Rolls. G-A-Y-E space R-O-L-L. G-A-Y space R-O-L-L-S. Just and as that's it sounds. A woman? That's a woman. Mm-hmm. That's a female person. That is a female uh, person. Gay roles. Yeah, gay roles. That might be my new name. Gay is actually a popular name. For women. First and last name. But I thought it was with the E. No, guys. and for men. My, one of my good friends from my last job. Uh, but I thought for l- men last... it was Gaylord. Uh, one of my friends that I knew from my job before my last job. Uh, her grandfather, I believe, was named Gay Lay. <laughs> like a gay lake. <laughs> no, not gay lake, just gay lay. Gay lay. Gay lay. A gay lay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she had lots of gays in her family. Not like homosexuals, but people who were named gay. I'm feeling like an updraft. Did the AC come on? No, I turned that fan on and out. Oh, uh, okay. Sorry. I was just like, is the door open? What's happening? <laughs> yeah, we're being murdered. I didn't know what was going on. I and you. I wouldn't... I wouldn't not allow it. Yeah, come on. <laughs> Let's I'm get done. Just, me and Savannah were actually talking about that the other day where I was like, uh, what'd she say? She said something about like, oh, we were talking about, like, we've basically taken all of our fire alarms off because they all ran out of power and we just never put them back on. Um, Yo, mine have been chirping. The one, the one chirps down here that is set off by somebody just thinking random. about smoke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, And then the girls yell, take cover! And it's even... I mean, it's just louder. Yeah, just a, a lot loud. happening, obnoxious. And then the dog shakes, mm-hmm. and then I panic. Yeah. Uh, Daisy barks, uh, Bailey hides, and by that I mean she will claw her way wherever she needs to get to get away from it. So if she's sitting on my lap, she'll be like, I'm getting out, and just runs. Uh, so I get all tr- uh, clawed up and whatnot, uh, and it's just loud and annoying, and all the other fire alarms go off. So this The fire alarm went off at 2 a.m. last night, mm. and the dog is just... I'm scared, I'm scared, I'm scared. Tapping around on yeah. the floor. <laughs> and I'm like, he's not going to stop until I set this fire alarm off. Set the fire alarm off. Hope I don't wake up children. Yeah. Didn't. Whoops. <laughs> Didn't, luckily. Uh, yeah, so they're all ripped off the wall. So I was talking to Savannah. I was like, 
Uh, we have no fire alarms in here, so if we light a fire, um, you we're going to die. You set a, a fire in your uh, living room? I did not. The, Should the have. cold stuff? Uh, we have a fucking fireplace, and I've asked multiple times to my landlord how to operate it. He has no clue. He has no clue about this house that he had lived in. I don't know how long he lived in it, but he lived in it for a good amount of time. It's gas-powered. You should have figured it out on youtube there's no way because there was there we have no idea how to open the shutter we have no idea how to like light whatever we have no idea what to do it's gas you don't have a shutter but the the little lighter thing doesn't work but we never whenever we turn on the the little gas valve we don't hear gas running but i don't want to leave that on for too long because i don't want our house to fill up with gas you have to physically light it yeah there's a lighter button yeah i know you have to turn it to just on and then physically light it why can't I push the ladder button? Because it's run by electricity. Not during the electricity part. Before our power went out, we couldn't operate it. Well. <laughs> you got something to say? <laughs> Anyways, so I told her, like, oh, what if we, like, die in the fire? She was like, eh. <laughs> At least we'll be warm. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. Anyways. um, So... Glover's mother moved to Australia in 1976, and she died of breast cancer in 1989. Breast cancer. Uh, later that year, Glover was also diagnosed with male breast cancer. Uh, you want to know one thing that scares the fuck out of me? What? Getting cancer randomly and having no idea. Yeah. Uh, that's one of those things that like, I'm just like, what if I have cancer? What are the scariest things in the world? Things can actually happen. Exactly. Hurricanes, and murderers. Aneurysms. Breast cancer, aneurysms. Aneurysms scare the fuck out of me. I'm mm-hmm. like, what if I have one? And like I'll Seizures. feel like this random pain over here on my left side, and I'm like, stroke. It's happening. It's happening. Either a stroke or aneurysm. It's happening. And then I'm like, hmm, okay, it's gone. Uh, but I do like being on uh, the social medias because it tells me that a lot of people also feel random pains just all the time, and I'm not alone in that. There's this thing on TikTok that would be like, what's something random that your body does that you don't think anybody else's body does? And I just, every time I'm like, random stroke. <clears throat> yes. <laughs> Just random, like, intense pain, like, on my side. And it's like, like – or, like, right where my heart is. I'm like, is this one of those, like, heart palpitations? Like, like, a, like a like a mid-arm thing where you just think the arm's going to fall off. Does that thing happen? Spontaneous combustion. No. <laughs> Spontaneous combustion. I don't ever worry about that. Uh, that was recommended as a, as a topic for our podcast, by the way. That we should do spontaneous combustion. And I was like, I is, just don't think there's enough information. I don't think there's enough information for it. I mean, it. it happens, yes. Yeah. But that's it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's enough information that it happens to human there's beings. There's some woman that saw spontaneously combust and like her shoes were left next to a share. A share. A chair. A chair and a chair. Like a, a fire, like flames, like ashes. But the chair was still there and the shoes were there. So it's kind of Oh, staged. I feel like I heard this. Yeah, it was like in the forties, and I'm like, uh-huh. wouldn't the chair have burned? Uh huh. And, and it was shoes, it was like moon. interesting to people. They were like, why did she blow up, but nothing else lit on fire? Yeah. And the people claim that like if you hold in a fart for too long, then that can be what spontaneously combusts. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. Our human body is not built to burn. Well, yeah, that also wouldn't make any sense because I've never farted ever, and I fart all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so uh, Glover separated from his later separated from his wife, uh, and she took her daughters to New Zealand uh, in the late 1980s. He also was a volunteer at the Senior Citizen Society and was considered among his friends a friendly and trustworthy man. Uh, ma'am, don't trust anyone ever. He already has a history of not liking old people, so you're just gonna put him as a volunteer in a Senior Citizen Society. Let me tell All you right. a secret: I have never trusted you. Why would you? Because he would murder me. <laughs> 
Yeah, probably. Wait, Thomas, hide the knives. Oh, you were like looking past me. I was like, who's out there? Sometimes the people walk up and down this driveway. and I Who just... is the people? There's no people living here. Yeah, the one on the corner. They'll go up and I guess they're checking something on the house. And it's just like a man walking by the window. And I'm like, <gasps> get away from my health. Get away from my health. Most of the time we're sitting right there. No. <laughs> There's just people passing me. He can see your drag queens on the television. I know. <laughs> no. And I'm like, what do you think of Candy Muse? Because I don't like her. Because we don't like her. Uh, all right. So on um, January 11th of 1989, there. Oh, that was, oh, that was good. 84-year-old uh, Margaret Todd Hunter. Uh, Todd Hunter is one word. Uh, no hyphens. No hyphen. Okay. Todd Hunter. Todd Hunter. Say it in an Australian accent. <clears throat> Todd Hunter. Todd Hunter. I don't know. Uh, was walking down Hale Road in a city called Mossman, uh, Mosman, Mosman, um, where she was seen by Glover. After he parked his car, he walked up to her, punched her square in the face, stole the stuff in her purse, including two hundred nine Australian dollars. Went down to the Mossman RSL Club, which is uh, a VFW essentially, um, veteran uh, military. Um, what does the FW stand for? Veterans of Foreign Wars. I don't know what RSL stands for. I could not find anything. <laughs> Royal Service. No, I League. tried. And it was like giving me all these things like, oh, are you joining a soccer club in Australia? I was like, no. <laughs> don't. But what if I was? <laughs> so, yeah, I don't Do know. Do they wear skimpy shorts? Yes. Ugh. Rugby? Where's Hear me the out. rugby? Uh, anywhere that's not America. Actually, that's false. They do rugby here too, but the rugby boys in other countries... I feel like rugby boys uh, did I drool? are in. I'm just kidding. Yeah, you did. <laughs> a little bit. Uh, Southern Hemisphere only. Are they doing UK too? Yeah, but nobody looks. UK, huh? Nobody looks. Uh huh. Well, they don't have the hunky thighs like they do in Australia. Mm -hmm. Ooh. They're just like cricket. Quick, I'm doing this cricket and swimming in the wiffle bowl. <laughs> swimming in the pond. Uh, anyways, um. Anyways, Bimini. So, yes. So, investigating police uh, concluded the crime was just a mugging and just held little hope. Uh, I just love the square punch in the face. I know. Punch her square. An old woman. How old was she? Did it say? Oh, 84. Yeah, 84 just, just getting punched punch straight right in the, the face. Uh, just take this, you fucking old bitch. Uh, yeah. So, they concluded the crime was a mugging and held little hope to finding the perpetrator. So, police in Australia are almost as useful as they are here. Oh. Mm. So do they hate? No. Do they hate black people too? I have no idea. I assume so. Hmm. Oh well, I feel like it's a different racism down there. They just don't like, like Aboriginal Asian people. people and Asian people. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Oh. I have no clue. But they have such cute little accents. Mm, all right, sis. Uh, so on March first of nineteen eighty nine, as Glover. Hold on. Why did we skip so far ahead? We've been in nineteen eighty nine, girl. It was like the fifties last time. Oh, well, he moved to – I did a whole progression, girl. Um, he moved to Australia in 1956. Uh, 1962, he was con uh, convicted of assaulting women. Uh, and in 1976, his mother moved to Australia. And when did he punch the woman in the face? 1989. Oh, okay. Just cool. after – around – his hey, mother – cool. His mother died at some point in uh, 1989. Oh, also, the same year, he also got diagnosed. Oh, <laughs> he also got diagnosed with male breast cancer. Uh, so I don't know. I, do so you I have, like a very large pex. Like, do you really? Do you just like recognize that Im immediately? Or I don't know. 
I don't know, but it happens. It I've apparently heard of happens. That too. And I'm still, I'm always worried. I check my breasts for lots of time because we know I've got some moves. So I'm like, hold on, what's going on here? <laughs> Is this, uh, no, okay, we're good. <laughs> I just have, it's an illegitimate fear of mine, okay? Well, I mean, there's a massive, you just can never tell. They're just giant titties. I have bigger tits than normal drag queens. Well, Aquaria. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, okay. What else is she telling you that? Uh, so, uh, on March 1st of 1989, Glover left the Moseman RSL on Military Road, and 82-year-old Gwendolyn Mitchell-Hill was walking down the street. He returned to his car and put a hammer under his belt. He then followed Mitchell-Hill to the entry foyer on her, uh, of her Military Road apartment building. As she went to open the front door, he hit her with the hammer on the back of her head. He then continued to strike her head and body. Several of her ribs were broken. Uh, Glover then fled the scene. Returned in services league of Australia. Okay, there you go. And that was one word that I Googled. Good for you. Did you get also soccer stuff? No. Um, I did. Well. Um, So Glover fled the scene and also took her purse containing 100 Australian dollars. Um, so like 56 bucks. No, the exchange rate was, uh, set. It was like 0.8 of American dollars in 1989 times 2.4. Oh, the Australian dollar is just where the Canadian dollar is now. Yeah. Australian dollars is what? 75 cents to the dollar? 79. Yeah. It, whenever I went there, it was 75. <clears throat> so good for them. They're getting stronger. Canadian um, is- 79 cents exactly the same. there you go uh but yeah the australian dollar in 1989 was 80 cents to the dollar and then from 1989 to 2020 for inflation it was about two point i think it was 2.16 is what i had gotten so i like i have some calculations later on that's why i know that because i calculated how much the reward was later um so mitchell hill was still alive uh, when she was found by two schoolboys, but then died shortly after the police and ambulance arrived. Imagine being the schoolboys now or at any point, and they're just like, yeah, I found an old lady dead or dying. That'd be some fucked up shit. Um, so the police had no eyewitnesses or leads uh, and nothing concrete linking this attack to the previous attack on Margaret Todd, Todd Hunter. Um no forensic evidence was available either, as uh, good-intentioned neighbors, believing that she had merely fallen, had watched the crime scene. Oh. Uh, the police assumed that it was just another— Wait, a fully passed-out woman, and they were just like, she just passed out. Let's watch this crime scene. She was old. Still, if there's She's tons 80, of blood— She's 82 years old. If she fell and hit her head— And they don't think she's— dead that it should be something the police she wasn't dead at the time okay uh but hold on you'll get even angrier later uh so they the police just assumed that it was just another mugging gone wrong so on may 9th of 1989 uh glover was walking along military road when he saw 84 year old lady ashton a widow of an american lol uh, english australian impressionist artist sir john william ashton walking towards him she was on her way home nearby Raglan Street. Uh, 
Glover put on a pair of gloves and followed her into the foyer of her apartment, where he attacked her with his hammer. He then threw her to the ground and dragged her into a rubbish bin alcove, uh, where he repeatedly hit her head on the pavement. Glover recalled later that she had almost overpowered him until he fell on top of her and started to hit her head on the pavement. So an 84-year-old woman uh, almost beat off this man, 57-year-old man. or how, Yeah, 57. Yeah, I did math. Um... After she was knocked unconscious, John Glover removed her pantyhose and strangled her. He placed Lady Ashton's walking stick and shoes at her feet. He, like, placed them, like, nice and neatly. Like, that's something I, that's, that's normal. I was like, I just killed this bitch. I'm just going to take her shoes off and, like, place them nice and, like, ooh, look how nice it looks. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Serial okay. killers are strange. Yeah. Um, he placed, oh, I already said that. He then left with her purse containing a hundred Australian dollars. Uh, Glover headed for the Mosman RSL, uh, where he commented to staff that he hoped the sirens outside were not because of another mugging gone wrong. So he was obviously following the crimes that he was committing. Mm -hmm. Uh, the police later found Lady Ashton lying face down diagonally across a concrete floor of the small bin alcove. There was a pool of blood, uh, that was around her head. The pantyhose was strung so tightly around her neck that it cut through the skin. Uh, her bare, uh, bare legs were crossed and her arms were placed by her sides. Uh, she had a thin trickle of blood running out of her mouth. Uh, at this point, the police concluded they were facing a serial killer. Uh, to this date, all three victims were wealthy elderly women from the same suburb and were all assaulted or killed in the same manner before being robbed of their handbags. A post-mortem examination was carried out and no signs of semen was found. Uh, there was a ligature mark around her neck that measured nine centimeters. Uh, she had bruises on her nose and temple on her neck and both of her eyelids. Some at some stage during the struggle, she bit her lips, causing damage to the inner lining of her mouth. Uh, a wound uh, was on her cheek, which was an open cut that had a small semicircular abrasion, which was a few centimeters away from it. Uh, the examiner noted that the victim's diamond ring was still present, suggesting that she had not been killed for money. So he left her diamond ring because I guess he didn't want to sell it, but he took her purse full of money. Mm. Interesting. Uh, Maybe he's just stupid. He didn't finish school. So he's got a 14-year-old education and is not doing too well for himself. I feel finish like school, kids. a 14-year-old would be like, diamond ring is probably worse than that. This diamond is pretty. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it is the late 80s at this point almost 90s so at this point things are insured actually and you can typically track these things so yeah but i mean not everyone was insuring their diamond ring that's true valid i agree with you mm -hmm. but i don't know uh, on June 6th of 1989, Glover molested 77-year-old Marjorie Mosley at the Wesley Gardens uh, retirement home in Belrose. The victim reported to the hospital staff and police that a man had put his hand under her nightgown, but that she could not remember that, what the man looked like. On June 24th of 1989, Glover visited the Caroline uh, Chisholm nursing home in Lane Cove, where he lifted the dress of an elderly patient and fondled her buttocks uh, in a neighboring room. He slid his hand down the front of another patient's nightdress and stroked her breasts. A woman cried out, for, the woman cried out for help and Glover was briefly questioned by staff at the hospital before he was let, let leave. He just left. Uh, hey, did you do this? Did you touch that old woman's breasts? Like, no. Oh, I didn't do that. No. 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 Nari. Nari. <laughs> He's like, 
All right, sir. You can go. Yeah. Uh, then on August 8th of 1989, Glover assaulted the elderly Effie Carney uh, in the back street of Linfield on Sydney's Upper North Shore. I love British people using the name Effie. She's Australian. Well, people of British descent using the name Effie. Do you know what Effie is short for? No. It's like an Effigelia or something like that. What the fuck is this? Yeah. Uh, So then on October 6th, Glover pretended to be a doctor and ran in 1989 uh, and pretended to be a doctor and ran his hand up the dress of Phyllis McNeil, a patient at the Wybenia Nursing Home in Lower North Shore suburb of Neutral Bay. Uh, Glover, Neutral Bay is just like really middle of the road. Just it's not a great bay, not, not a bad, bad bay. It's just eh, it's just neutral. neutral. Yeah, uh, Glover left with uh, when the blind McNeil called for help. <laughs> She's fucking blind, and he just like I don't know. This is terrible. Uh, at She's the t- like there's ghosts. There's, there's something touched me. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time, Glover was apparently never suspected of or identified as being responsible for any of the molestations. Even the one that was like, yeah, he did it. And they were like, all right, old person. You stop. You stop this. Uh, Yeah, because these were all at nursing homes. So, all right. Um, So, on October 18th of 1989, uh, Glover followed 86-year-old widow Doris Cox along Spit Road in Moseman to her retirement village. I love they called it a village. Um... In the secluded stairwell of the front of the house, he attacked her, ramming her face into a brick wall where she fell. Although she survived the assault, she was not able to provide a clear description or recollection of the events, probably due to her dementia. According to her, the attacker was a young man, possibly a teenager or a skateboarder. Oh, those teenagers, they just hate old people and then just attacked me. All right, sis. Um, hey, also the 80s, they're like skateboarders or Satan worshippers. Exactly. Uh, Cox assisted police with an identikit drawing, uh, but again, the scene had been cleaned by neighbors before investigators arrived. Who are these neighbors out here cleaning these murder scenes? Damn you Australians for attempting to be nice! Stop it! <laughs> yeah, stop it, you little bitches. Uh, so, on November 2nd of 1989, Glover approached 78-year-old Lane Cove resident Dorothy Bean... Binky. Bean... B-E-N... B-E-E-N-C-K-E. B-E-E-N. Three E's? No, B-E-E-N. Two. What did I say? I said two. No. Yes. B-E-E-N. K. C-K-E. Binky. 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 While she was walking home in a quiet back street just off of Longueville, Road uh, in Lane Cove, which is about 10 kilometers outside of Mosman. Glover then started talking to her and offered to help carry her groceries home for her. Grosh. Groceries. Groceries. Groceries? Groceries. Uh, Binky invited him inside her house for a cup of tea. Oh, thank you. Come on in. Uh, so sweet. Glover declined the tea, but on the return down the, uh, the laneway to the main street, he passed another old woman and then assaulted her from behind. So, Bean Key got off without dying. Uh, Then the victim this time was 85-year-old widow Margaret Pahood, uh, also on her way home from grocery shopping, weirdly. Uh, And those old ladies in Australia always be grocery shopping. They always be grocery shopping. 
Girl, what you need to get? Uh, so they buy a peach on Tuesday and try to return it on Wednesday. I would like to take this back. I do not like this. This pit. There's a pit in this one. There's a pit in all of them. No, 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 Explain it to me again. <laughs> you say there's a peach and there's a pit in. You gotta everyone. say love at the end of it. Love, love, <laughs> or babes, babes. No, that's just bimini. that's bimini. <laughs> Uh, so the police were certain that this was the work of the granny killer. That's apparently what they coined his name. Uh, but the police did a good thing that they did not really like tell the media spill any details about this at all. They were very like hush hush quiet about this. They had like 80 people working on this case. It was like a fucking ton. Um, and they were just like, don't tell anyone about this. We need to keep this hush hush. We need to make sure nothing gets out. Uh, so they go, there's a detective. And the police go to the house. The man is talking to his children, mm-hmm. talking about his mom. Mm-hmm. And they're like, Granny. And the, the Who is phone? Like, what are you talking about? What do you mean? <laughs> you need to come down to the station. <laughs> who is phone? <laughs> who was phone? Who was phone? Literally, who was phone? <laughs> uh, well, so apparently she was hit on the back of the head with a blunt instrument. And when she collapsed, he struck her again on the side of the head. Glover rearranged her clothing, shoes, and walking stick. And took her handbag and left. Again, nobody saw the attack. But within a few minutes, her body was discovered by a young schoolgirl who at first thought the body was just a pile of clothes dumped in a laneway. Same. Uh, Once again, neighbors washed down the crime scene. What are these neighbors doing? Uh, Honey, I don't know. Don't you guys have anything better to do? I think that, like, I really think that they just thought it was like an old person that, like, fell down they're like oh we need to like help clean her up or whatever and they're like see i just picture like an old australian a, a mid a 40s australian man with like he's got like a beer gut and he's in his boxers and a wife beater in his front yard and has a hose and it's just like okay i'm just cleaning this off this no big deal uh i don't know if i saw a person just like pass out in the middle of the street i well i can't really say that because I, this morning i walked past three homeless people that were just like asleep on the concrete um, you were like they're fine I just kept on going on my walk. Um, we passed a lot of tents today, and I was like, you guys are probably fine. During what just happened, right? You didn't freeze me. Please. I mean, it's supposedly George R. R. Brown was open. so For 600 people. Only? Yeah. Oh. I didn't know that. Why? That place is massive. I know. 600 people only? Yeah. Yeah, I understand that. I understand the pandemic was an issue, but... I feel like you can still be six feet away from 600 people in that place. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's just one man's opinion. <laughs> yeah. But electricity all downtown. Yeah. Those offices. Those, fully lit. Well, supposedly some of those big buildings did have uh, uh, generators on top of them. <laughs> I literally was just slobbering. I don't know why. Oh, well, but I wasn't yeah. doing anything sassy. Give people some more warm, just opening office buildings. Gestures wildly. Welcome to Texas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we need our own power grid. We should be cold and freezing. And death. it's not even all of Texas. The Panhandle, El Paso, and Beaumont are in different places. Guess what? where most of our power comes from? Fucking Beaumont. <laughs> They're not even on our power grid. Ugh, I hate it here. Let me sit angrily. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they watched on the crime scene. As the police and ambulance were on their way, Glover rummaged through the contents of Pahood's purse on the grounds of a nearby golf club. He then 
headed off to the Moseman RSL Club to again spend $300 that he had stolen from Pahood. Uh, literally, these people's lives were worth roughly between $90 to $300 from their purses. Yeah. And if you've seen a book lately, that's like three books. Yep. Because uh, so <laughs> they have USD, CAD, AUD. Books? Of, what do you mean books? Like a physical book. Like you read? Yes. Australian prices are the most expensive ones on there. Okay. You may get a book. No, I don't care. I don't read. I don't need a book. Uh, I don't know how to read. Um, so within 24 hours of the Pahood murder, uh, uh, this is all from memory. It's all just like, just up here. Um, within 24 hours of the Pahood murder on November 3rd of uh, on November 3rd of 1989, uh, 81-year-old Olive Cleveland uh, came from the became the fourth woman killed by the now so-called Granny Killer. Glover struck up a conversation with Cleveland while she was sitting on a bench just outside of the Wesley Gardens retirement village where she lived in the suburb of Belrose. Uh, when Olive became uncomfortable with the conversation, she got up and proceeded to walk towards the main building. Glover then seized her from behind and forced her down a ramp to a secluded side lane where he hit her and repeatedly pushed her head into the concrete before he removed her pantyhose and tied it tightly around her neck. Once again, Glover rearranged her clothing, shoes, and walking stick, then left, taking $60 from her handbag. Ouch. Uh, her injuries were initially attributed to a heavy fall, and the crime scene was yet again washed down. No eyewitnesses were found. Uh, shortly afterwards, the state government doubled the reward to $200,000 Australian dollars in 1989, which is equal to $340,000 U.S. dollars today. Uh, on November 23rd of 1989, Glover was sitting in the Buena Vista Hotel in the Middlehead Road in Mosman. Uh, he was he saw 93-year-old widow Muriel Falconer uh, walking opposite of the hotel, uh, returning home from her shopping. Glover returned to his car, parked opposite to a police station, uh, to retrieve his hammer and his gloves. He followed Falconer to the exterior of exterior of her home in muston street uh he quietly moved up behind her while she was partially deaf and blind and a falconer opened up her front door but uh, i'm sorry he put his hand around her mouth to silence her before repeatedly hitting her around the head and neck with his hammer when she fell to the floor glover began to remove falconer's pantyhose as he did this she began to regain consciousness and cried for help this prompted glover to hit her multiple times with the hammer until she finally passed out or went unconscious. I guess the same thing. Uh, he removed her undergarments uh, and used them to strangle her. Uh, he searched her purse and the rest of her house for valuables before leaving with $100 again after rearranging her shoes. The following afternoon. Why did he rearrange her shoes? He's been doing that. I told you. Like this in the house? No. The shoe, her own her, shoes. Her okay. own shoes. He takes them off and puts them like neatly by the body. Yeah. Um... The following afternoon, the body was discovered by a neighbor with a U, uh, who oh, that's how it's neighbor, neighbor, uh, after uh, who entered using a spare key. The crime scene was left undisturbed, and investigators were able to actually collect forensic evidence this time, including bloody shoe prints. The neighbor described uh, a suspect as middle-aged, portly, and gray-haired. Uh, the reward at this point was increased to two hundred fifty thousand dollars by Christmas. Uh, this is uh, equal to four hundred twenty-four thousand dollars U.S. dollars today. Uh, that's a lot of money. Mm -hmm. 
So on January 11th of 1990, Glover visited the Greenwich Greenwich uh, Hospital in uh, River Road, Greenwich, in Australia, uh, on his pie sales rounds. Pie. Yes, he worked as a sale pie p i e. He worked as a sales representative for a pie company called Four and Twenty. Four and Twenty Blackboards. Well, this is a pie company. Well, yeah, the rhyme is about. It's a meat pie company. Four and Twenty Blackbirds is about pies. Oh, well, then I guess it's about this company. Let me look at the rhyme for you. Oh, I don't need it. I'm gonna look. Uh, He was in his work uniform and carried a clipboard and entered the hospital's pal. Sixpence. Uh, palliative care ward, uh, where which held four elderly and ill women, including 82-year-old 80, advanced cancer patient Daisy Roberts. Glover asked if she was losing any body heat, uh, and then he pulled up her nightgown and touched her in an indecent manner. Roberts panicked and called for help. I feel like it's just like, uh, <laughs> are, are you hot? Are you? Let me see. Whoop. Let me just <laughs> touch your vag. Jesus. Uh, so Roberts panicked and called for help, upon which a nurse found Glover in the ward. When confronted, Glover ran from the ward, and the nurse was able to record his car's registration number and notified police. The hospital staff were able to identify and name Glover as he was known for doing his pie rounds. A week later, the police returned with a fo- photograph of Glover, which both the nurse and Roberts positively identified. Although this was a significant breakthrough, the hospital assaults were not linked to the murders, nor reported to the murder task force for three full weeks. LOL. Three full weeks. So, detectives from uh, Chatswood Police Station contacted and confirmed Glover... Oh my gosh. Itchy nose. Gross. Uh, contacted and confirmed Glover's name via his employers. Uh, detectives contacted Glover and requested that he attend an interview at the station the following day. When Glover failed to appear, the police rang his home and were informed that his wife had attempted suicide by overdose and was recovering at the North Sh- uh, uh, Royal North Shore Hospital. Police went to the hospital to see Glover, but he declined to be interviewed, although he did permit them to take a photograph. Staff at the hospital handed police a suicide note that was actually written by Glover in the uh, with the middle of the page in a four and twenty pies newspaper. That four and twenty blackbirds sitting in a pie. Is this about him? No. Oh. Uh, that contained the words, no more grannies, grannies. And Essie Glover, uh, Essie, which is Glover's mother-in-law, started it. So basically he was like, Essie started it. Like, girl, <laughs> you're mad at your mother-in-law that you decided to kill people? Kill grannies? Hey. I mean, mother-in-law's can, <laughs> mother-in-law can suck sometimes, but law, that is some, uh, that's some bullshit. Um... Two weeks later, the suicide note and photo were passed on to the task force, uh, now numbering some 70 members, whereupon detectives believed immediately that Glover was the killer, although they had no evidence. Uh, the head of the detective task force said, uh, if, he had to set, if he had said to us, I don't want to talk, we, we couldn't have proved a thing. Still, the photo matched the descriptions of the gray-haired suspect, and in his job, Uh, As a pie salesman, Glover could have been at any of the murder scenes. Glover was interviewed over the nursing home assaults and denied all accusations. Excuse me. Police had limited evidence and decided not to question him over the murders, which would have let Glover know the police suspicions. So they were like, okay, we don't have enough evidence yet. Don't say anything yet. Because then he'd be like, 
hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me get out of this. Mm -hmm. You know, so Glover was put under constant police surveillance, including at one stage with an automatic tracking device. To be sure that he was not being followed, Glover would often drive around the block more than once or drive the wrong way up one-way streets. So he, like, made sure that the people who were following him wouldn't actually follow him. And I guess he would get them off his trail by just going up the wrong way. And if someone followed him up the wrong way, then he knew he was being followed. Uh, he had suspicions. So he was... Let me just fully disobey traffic laws so that I break all the rules and somebody might pull me over for something else. Yeah. But, I mean, if but someone... nobody's going to follow me. If a policeman pulls him over for something, it would be just a traffic violation. It wouldn't be for... Yeah, but then they might be like, this is a traffic violation. You need to come down to the station. But and they can't question the him about anything yet. No, they don't have enough yet. evidence. Well, yeah. That's what they're, they're, they were hiding for. Because there's only one crime scene out of the, what, five now that we have that actually has any sort of forensic evidence. All the other ones were washed down. They were just dead. Oh, stupid Australians always washing down crime scenes. <laughs> they're just like, oh, I want to take care of my neighbors. Uh, so, on March 19th of 1990, Glover killed his sixth and final victim in Mosman. Uh, she was sixty-year-old, uh, sixty-four-year-old, sixty-year-old divorcee Joan Sinclair. I love the word divorcee. I love the name Sinclair. Okay. I just like that. That's like the it title just seems so like episode. popular. Sinclair. Sinclair. A divorcee. <laughs> A divorcee. <laughs> um, from Beauty Point. Uh, from which she's Sinclair from Beauty Point. Divorcee. <laughs> Sinclair. From Beauty Point, comma, divorce. That's my title. Um, with whom Glover had a platonic relationship. I don't know what year his wife left him, unfortunately. So I don't know if this was a affair, uh, if he was actually in the hospital because his wife actually was had attempted suicide. I don't know. A lot of these things are just, like, question marks. Mm-hmm. Um... So, by this stage, police had Glover under constant surveillance and watched as Sinclair let Glover into her home willingly at 10 a.m. By 1 p.m., there was no sign of Glover or movement within the house uh, that was seen. Police and the surveillance team uh, became concerned around 5 p.m. and got permission to enter the house at 6 p.m. Two uniformed police officers knocked on the front door, uh, really to just check on if there was barking dogs. Uh, but there was no answer, and when looking through the rear glass door, uh, saw a hammer lying in a pool of dry blood, dried blood uh, on the mat. Four detectives searched the house and found Sinclair's battered head wrapped in a bundle of blood-soaked towels. She was naked from the waist down, and her pantyhose was tied around her neck. Her genitals were damaged, but Glover later denied raping her. Uh, after finding Sinclair's body, they then searched the house for Glover, who was found unconscious in a filled bathtub. Glover later told police that he murdered Joan Sinclair and explained that they had been having a relationship for some time. He had then beat her head, beat her about the head with his hammer, removed her pantyhose, and strangled her with it. Glover rolled the body into a mat, wrapped four towels around her head, uh, her extensive head wounds, uh, to stem the flow of blood, and then dragged her body across the room leaving a trail of blood. He then ran a bath for himself, swallowed a handful of Valium with a bottle of Vat, ni- uh, Vat 69, which I think is a whiskey. Probably. Uh, slashed his left wrist and then lay in the tub to die. He survived. Oh, um, 
The trial then started on March 28th of 1990, so not even a month. Hold on. Let me see. Let me – yeah, uh, 19th uh, – nine days. Nine days later, they started a trial. Uh, so let's talk about this Australian justice. Come on. Come on, hey. Australian justice system. You guys were like, no, fuck you. Get in court. <laughs> They be doing it. They be doing it. And now we're, we're sitting on waiting, waiting on court cases for people from the 90s still sometimes. Like, girl, what the fuck is wrong with us? We got a lot of problems. Um, yeah, we're just scratching the surface here. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Glover pleaded not guilty to his crimes on the grounds of diminished responsibility. A psychiatrist said Glover had built up hostility and aggressive uh, aggression since his childhood uh, child, oh boy, childhood against his mother, and then against his mother-in-law, who was said to quote unquote trigger him. Oh my God, I'm so triggered, girl. Shut the fuck up. Uh, when she died, when his mother died, uh, he had to take his aggression on someone else. Uh, the psychiatrist who studied the case also added that this was a very unusual case because very few serial killers even exist. Uh, girl, this is the late 90s. At this point, we've got we've had so many, so many serial killers. Um, and most of them are mentally ill and or have organic disease of the brain. Uh, Glover was considered sane at the time of the murders, but a psychiatrist at the trial named John Shand said Glover had a severe personality disorder. Well, the Crown Prosecutor maintained that Glover was well aware of his well aware of his actions. Uh, when he killed, he was also planning to do wha- what to do with the victim's money, and also took time to clean the hammer with acid. Glover was impotent, so he had no interest in sex with the victims, which is why they had no like sexually motivated crimes here. So. The tying of the pantyhose so tightly around the victim's neck was to make sure that they were dead. Uh, at the same time, trying to trick the police into thinking that the work was actually sexually motivated. Uh, so he's like, I choked them because you. I want you to think that I was choking them for sexual pleasure. But I wasn't. Surprise. Uh, so Glover was addicted to poker machines. And the easiest way for him to get more money was to steal and also apparently kill people. Uh, after the guilty verdict was delivered, Justice Wood stated that he was dealing with an extremely dangerous prisoner. He is quoted with saying, He, meaning Glover, is able to choose when to attack and when to stay his hand. He is cunning and able to cover his tracks. It is plain that he has chosen his moments carefully. Although the crimes have been opportunistic, he has not gone in where the risks were overwhelming. The period since January of 1989 has been one of, one of intense and serious crime involving extreme violence inflicted on elderly women, accompanied by theft or robbery of their property. On any view, the prisoner has shown himself to be an exceedingly dangerous person, and that view was mirrored by the opinions of the psychiatrist who gave evidence at his trial. I have no alternative other than to impose the maximum available sentence, which means that the prisoner will be required to spend the remainder of his natural life in jail. It is inappropriate to impose any minimum term to be served before release on parole. Having regard to those life sentences, this is not a case where the prisoner may ever be released pursuant to any order of this court. He is never to be released. Glover was, end quote, 
Uh, Glover was imposed at the Lithgow prison where, I'm sorry, in prison, imposed, what the fuck? In prison at the Lithgow prison where he was held in a maximum security prison cell. In May of 2005, Glover collapsed in his cell and was placed on suicide watch after telling prison officers, I've had enough, I want to kill myself. Uh, he was examined by a mental health review team and monitored by closed-circuit television. He was also given medical examinations as a follow-up to the two cancer surgeries that he had undergone the year prior. On September 10th of 2005, Glover was found dead in his Lithgow maximum security prison cell and pronounced dead at 1.25 p.m. The 72-year-old serial killer was confirmed, confirmed to have hanged himself. The days before Glover finally committed suicide, he handed his last outside visitor a sketch of a park. Glover pointed out two pine trees in the image. In the middle of the right pine tree, the number nine can be seen between the leaves and the branches. The number nine is said to either represent the total number of murders or the number of unsolved murders committed by Glover. To this, I don't feel like people, I don't, sometimes feel like there's a subliminal message here. And most of the time I'm just like, no. Well, this was five days before he killed himself. Yeah, still, but maybe he's just not a great drawer. Why would he write a nine in some tree branches? That's the way he made a tree branch? I don't know. I, I didn't see the picture, so I can't tell if it was like, here's a black number like nine a, in this tree. A black tree. nine <laughs> in the tree. Exactly. And so I'm I don't like, know. No, that's a parrot. Well, there was seven other murders in the similar areas or outlying like areas around Mosman and uh, Victoria and Sydney um, that of elderly women that occurred in neighboring towns. Uh, so some believe that he may have murdered uh, up to seven and maybe even more than that. Uh, so that was what the where the question kind of stemmed from. <laughs> because they only had six confirmed murders that he admitted to. So they wondered, like, were there three more that he did not admit to to bring the number to nine? Or did uh, were there nine murders that were not discovered yet? Uh, there was another thing that, that someone said. <laughs> bust you. Something about the number nine. Yes. Yes. Um, and why it was important. Yeah, I don't know. They, they said something why the number nine was important to him, but I didn't write it down because I didn't really care that much. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, there's that. So, apparently the number nine might have been important to him in some way, shape, or form, but oh well. Uh, so, yeah, that was a granny killer in Australia. And I remember looking up whenever we did our first international podcast, uh, or international month on this podcast, and I was like, Oh, what's the worst serial killer in Australia? And there was like, we don't have very many. And I'm like going down this list. I'm like, you have, you a, guys lot. have a lot. You have a lot. And why was this man not on there? I love uh, Murderpedia sorted by country. And yeah. it's like the U.S. A 570,000. U.S. has so many. And then U.K. and Australia have quite a bit. And then it's like, like India. 30. Yeah. Every other country. Well, Vietnam. One. I feel like in other countries, it's They more, just don't record it. They don't record it. They don't. Yeah. Re- they like. Yeah. Or they don't know what's happening. <laughs> they're just like, people are dying. I don't, I don't, Wops. I don't know. Why? They're, they're gone. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. They're gone. Uh, so, yeah, that was the granny killer, which I thought was kind of like, I mean, these stories like this, this podcast freaks the fuck out of me all the time because I'm like, this person a serial That's killer? That's the point. Exactly. I was like, this person serial killer following me? This person serial killer? Do you ever get that feeling like whenever like you see a car behind you? 
and then you like keep turning Constantly, and they like every day. keep turning with you and you're like where are they going and then you like end up on a certain street and like you're you're close to your house and you're like should i even turn in my house right now should i do it it's like girl they're just going to the same area that you're going Here, to here's the here's the equation okay uh-huh if they're following you they're going to kill you that that's what i feel like so you should just never leave yeah. leave the house no yeah. absolutely yeah. not yeah, Period. especially so I went and saw this movie. Uh, when was it? Last year at some point. Um, and was it, it wait, 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 year. wait. In a physical movie theater? It was. It could have been last. Was it last year when theaters reopened? You weren't going to a movie theater, and you didn't tell anybody because you never said that you were going to a movie theater and told me, and you were coming over to our house. Thanks, old Savannah. But oh, well, me that's convenient for you. And the person I went with were. Only with the only people in the movie theater. Hey, get the fuck out. That was in July. Get the no, fuck out. No, it was August. No, it was oh, July. for my birthday. It was before. It was. It was definitely July. It, yeah, that was July. Yeah, that was a long ass time ago. Fuck out. You haven't died yet, have you? Yes. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah, I went and saw this movie about like road rage, and like this guy sits at a traffic stop, and this girl honks at him, and then he hunts uh, hunts down. Hunts her down, crashes into her car, tries kills a bunch of people around her, uh, tries to kill her and her kid, and she ends up killing him. I so. was listening to, I think it was like my French teacher in high school, that was like, she was talking about these two girls that she used to teach, and she was like, yeah, don't ever flick anyone off, because they flicked off this guy at a, uh, uh, oh. a stoplight once, and he killed them both. Yeah, apparently this shit happens in Houston. People will like... Oh my god! There was one time uh, I accidentally cut someone off because they like basically stopped me from merging into a, a lane or something like that, and I was like, "Well, bitch, I have to get over, and you're not doing anything to let me in." Uh, so they like slowed way down, matched my speed over here, and then tried to like hit me off the road, yeah. like while I was driving. Like, they tried to, like, cut me off from just, like, switching lanes. And mind you, this is, like, 1030 at night. Uh, on, like, it was, like, the it, like I had just gotten off of 6. I was coming from 610, like, up towards, like, the. Another highway. Up to, like, where I work. Used to work. 290. It wasn't because of work. But, like, 290, 610, taking that down to I-10. Um, and I got into, like, the I-10 to, like, get off there. And you know how that, like entrance is not Stupid. it's short so then like i tried to get over and i guess i cut him off like while i was doing it. but it's like girl i have to i there's no more room here so either you have to go and get out of my way or uh switch lanes because it's fucking 10 30 at night and there's no one in the other lane well then they matched lane that seats with me and then like tried to like swerve in front of me just like through they didn't even go into my lane they just like well they did they swerved into my lane and then swerved back into theirs and like tr they tried to slam on the brakes and i'm like LOL. See, that's the, the point in time where I'm going 35 on the highway. Yeah. Well, I was not. I would definitely. I was going like 65 or 70 no, on, in I a 60. I would slow down to 35. Also, I'm not driving at 1035 at night normally. Well, I was, I don't know where I was coming from. This was, was pre-pandemic. I was actually doing things. <laughs> okay, Sims. <laughs> Off having sex with randos. Oh my God, I don't do that. Yes, you fucking do. I haven't done. I haven't had sex with like randos since March of 2019. 
Because I had a, a fuck buddy that I was only having sex with. Oh. Oh, all right. Um, you want me to tell you about my spooky How long thing? did I go? I want to know. Was it like an hour long? Hour 20. We're at an hour 20 now? Yeah. Okay, so then I talked for 50 minutes. It's not terrible. 50? Yeah, because you told me before the story started that we were at 30 minutes already. We were a little bit into your story already. We, I, I would say you We had gotten minutes. three lines in. So an hour. Oh yeah. my god. It we were talking about... about 10 minutes to talk about we were talking about other stupid lines. shit well if you ever had a, a experience with road rage issues let us know on rspoopypodcast.com rspoopypodcast at gmail.com rspoopypodcast on instagram rspoopy on twitter and rspoop on facebook also just slow down slow down don't drown oh my god is that it no, no. turn around don't turn drown around, don't drown anyways in houston that's valid turn around uh slow down Make also sure why are you that... driving go home yeah Check your uh, roots. Oh, my God. I cannot uh, tell you the number of people that I saw uh, whenever hurricane. bad roots. Yeah, I know. Whenever it's hur- just every day. Every day. Whenever Hurricane Harvey came through, uh, th- we're just driving. Drive around. Yep. Like on their Instagram stories or Snapchat stories. And I'm like, oh, I want to go explore the storm. Walk. Yes. Because everything's in the water. <laughs> Trust me. The, um, the main entrance to our... This is not a subdivision neighborhood. Uh, goes underneath the highway, and it's like, like way down. Lockwood is like massive flooding underneath that. Which one? Where's Lockwood? Right down there. That one? Right in front of the university. Oh, I don't come down that direction. I don't know. Yeah, but it's just like I would never drive there anywhere. Well, that's like the the little thing underneath the the train tracks on Polk Street. Yeah, I feel like that would be flooded all the time. I would never get home uh-uh. if I'm not home yeah. during the flood. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could technically go down. Uh, what's this one over here? Over that way. That's the one I always drive. Wayside. No, the one like you take Dumble? the street. D- Dumble, I guess I take that all the way to the highway. Yeah. Um, anyways, so you take Shepherd Street <laughs> all the way down to Yolk, and then take, uh... Those are just street names. <laughs> Heights to 11th Street, and then you get here, so, here. I mean... <laughs> my, my street was up in the Heights, and that wasn't ever a problem. I was on 17th Street. Um... See, 17th Street, Texas long. Street, Houston Street, Dallas. <laughs> There's streets in the city. Everyone. Anyways, let me tell you about something else. Oh uh, have you heard about Carl Tanzler? I've talked about him. No, I haven't. Just kidding. You stupid bitch. I fucking asked you earlier. I was thinking of Carl Dinka. 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 But I did. I had to look him up because I was like, "Have I done this? Have I done this?" So you know, I didn't read anything. I just, I just looked it up. Very spoopy. Spoopy. Uh, so Carl Tanzler was born uh, to a Jewish family. Is Carl Tanzler or George Carl Tanzler on February eighth of eighteen seventy seven in Dresden, Germany. Uh, I heard, I've heard. No, we're okay. Keep going. You probably heard it. It's, it's it? very morbid. Oh, no, no, I, I, yeah, okay. I think I've heard of this. Um, there just because I did scroll, I didn't read anything. I just like scrolled and saw like pictures, and I was like, yeah, I've done this. But when I saw one of the pictures, I was like, that's the picture. Bitch, what the fuck is this? Yeah, that's it. That's creepy as fuck. And so I know I've seen that picture, but keep Ooh. going. We'll talk about it. Wait, or you'll Ooh. talk about it. Ooh. Um, he grew up in Imperial Germany, but wound up in Austria at the outbreak of World War I. Uh, during the war, Tanzler was imprisoned in Australia. What? I know. 
Um, apparently, he traveled to India and then to Australia with the intention of continuing on to the South Sea. Wait, but he was is. imprisoned? Yes. Wait. So wait. South Sea is in, uh, in between India and... Uh, Australia? No. Um, India like Thailand and, and stuff. Okay. Isn't it? Isn't that the South Sea? I thought it was near China. No, that's the South China Sea. <laughs> okay. Um, anyways... So, he intended to collect boating equipment, but became interested in engineering and electrical work. Um, he began to build a trans-ocean flyer, which I looked up. I have no idea what it was, but I think it's a plane, perhaps, maybe. Flyer. Bitch, I have no idea. Um, the war broke out at the time, and the British put him in a concentration camp for safekeeping, <laughs> along with many... Here, uh, let's hold you here. Yeah. Hey, uh, you're different. Why aren't you just hang out with other different people it's not weird uh, wait this is in australia yeah that, well that's people are like oh concentration camps are so terrible we had constant we still have concentration camps now people claim that they are um just immigration camps no honey those are concentra concentration mm -hmm. camps also we had plenty tons of concentration camps for japanese people and any asian person in uh world war ii hi so, you're of asian descent Obviously Japanese. Right Please, in the concentration welcome camp. Welcome to the concentration mm -hmm. camp. You're a Japanese spy just because you look Asian. Mm -hmm. Okay, girl. Exactly. <laughs> welcome to the United States. We're terrible, too. Um, so, yeah. they uh, He was in a uh, concentration camp with other officers from India and China. Um, he was removed sometime during the war and sent to Trial Bay in northern Australia, uh, where he wrote a book uh, about under the alias of Carl von Kossel. Um, at the end of the war, no prisoner was permitted to return to their former residence, um, so they were sent to Holland for prisoner exchange. <laughs> Lord, he is just getting everywhere, isn't he? He's all over the place. After his release, he sought out his mother. Um, he stayed with her for three years. During his return around 1920, he married Doris Schaefer. They had two children, one of whom died of diphtheria. Um, before, sorry, I'm interrupting again. I do always love to hear stories about other countries' involvement involvements in the world wars that like you didn't ever really know or hear of like norway or canada or australia that you're like uh no canada was a very heavy player in world war ii i know that's what i'm saying like but like when you learned it in world history you were always told that it was like it was the the allies us and the uk the only uk france and then russia whenever they joined too like get them that was it. But it's like, girl, there's a lot of involvement here. And also, like, World War II, Mexico was on Germany's side. And yeah. no one knew that. And there was apparently supposed to be, like, a whole, like, massive attack that was supposed to happen through Mexico up through Texas. And, like, that did never happen. So that's why there's always rumors that, like, there's, like, the bombs down in the Gulf of Mexico, which I'm sure they hopefully have determined is not true or not. Uh, but, like, they're off the coast in, in uh, like, for submarine things because they were, like, what if they bomb, they come through the, the Gulf of Mexico and bomb things? So, yep. there's always rumors about that. And, I mean, they're like, D-Day, thousands and thousands of American died, and thousands and thousands of UK people died. Uh -huh. And I'm like, what about Canadians Canada, and Australians? Australia, Norway, Sweden, Finland. Indians like, and yeah, everybody. Every single country. When we talk about World War, almost every single country was involved in this shit, okay? Except Switzerland. Switzerland. They're just like, mm, no. They were like... Do you guys want to make chocolate? What is up in the mountains? That's cool. Woo! How about banking here? Come also, on, I your money. Just have to love like strategists 
at any point because strategists are either really stupid or really really like smart because some strategists are like really good you look at like war china and they're like we got this <laughs> we we figured all this shit out but then you look at like napoleon's army and they're like it's really warm we should go ahead and start marching towards russia took them six months to get there freezing cold yep girl <laughs> start in the cold start in the cold and then you get to warm and then you could uh, they could have taken over moscow but they didn't because they died anyways anyway sorry yeah, this is not a, our war. history podcast <laughs> So, yeah, they, um... Look, now they're, like, green in the dark. What are, what color am I? White, still. No, they're blush. Uh, so, he, they haul and exchange prisoners. Uh, after his release, he sought out his mother, blah, 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 di- child, diphtheria. In 1926, Tansler left his family and moved to the U.S., sailing by boat from Rotterdam to Havana. Uh, and then from Cuba to Zephyrin. Wait, what year is this? 1926. Oh, 1926. Yeah. So, Zephyr Hills. Z-E-P-H-Y-R-H-I-L-L-S. Zephyrls? Zephyrls. Or Zephyrhills. I'd say Zephyrls. Florida. Um, his sister also lived in Zephyrls. Um, his family soon joined him, uh, but he left them again in 1927 to take a radiology tech job at the U.S. Marine Hospital in Key West. Um, in 1930, while working at the hospital, hospital, Tansler met a woman named Maria, uh, Maria Elena Helen Milagros de Hoya. Oh, boy. Uh, 1909. Uh, sorry. Uh, she was a Cuban-American woman who walked into the hospital where he worked. The doctor saw her, and his actual dreams came true. Maria Elena was born in Key West in 1909 to a cigar maker and a homemaker. She was raised to a uh, in a large family and lived a happily li- happily happily happy life happily happily <laughs> uh, until she became very ill and was brought to the hospital with tuberculosis mm. Tansler had had dreams ever since he was a little boy of a stunning dark haired woman who was destined to be his true love oh boy Maria Elena resembled did she people. have tuberculosis and coughing up blood no uh, close Everything minus the tuberculosis. Not, minus the weird stuff. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> Maria Elena resembled these dreams so closely that he be, immediately became convinced that they were meant to be in love. Oh, my God. Uh, Tans- get over the weird thing. Get over the dreams. <laughs> I had a really weird dream the other night. I had a dream that I traveled with one of my uh, coworkers at my current job. That you've uh, never met. I've never actually met her, and I only know her from a profile picture. So I told her that, and she was like, you've only seen me in this profile picture. I was like, we had a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun. We I don't know what country we were in, but we traveled. We did it. So dreams are weird. And she was like, please stop contacting me at this address. Yep. Um, I had a weird dream about having a tick. Like a twitch or like, no, like, a, a, an, like, a, like a bug? Like a bug on my skin. Oh, that's, that's terrifying. Yeah, I know. Oh, it was so gross. And it was like a, a normal, a, a, I mean, a fairly large tick, probably like an inch like long. swell up crazy. And then it had another animal insect on the side of it so it was like a tick, it on, tick, a tick, on, a tick? on a tick on a tick tick on a tick on me uh. and i was like uh. and it was just me running around the house looking for matches to try to burn this tick off don't do that you're supposed to suction them out i heard matches it doesn't work you can burn yourself and you not can... you you burn the tick anyways that's the only thing i ever heard that's what my dream self was like burn suction. it well i went to south africa 
in case you haven't heard this on the podcast. All right. Anyway, so <laughs> they had lots of ticks. Yeah, no, no, no. So I they trained us on ticks. how to take out ticks. What do you put the vacuum on it? Yeah, you put like a, they have like little suction things, and they suck them out. <laughs> because if you don't suck it all the way out, the head can get stuck in there, yeah, and, and then it, it can it get infected, keeps... or it'll regrow. That's why I thought you burned it because it it, was, it shocks them, and the teeth are like ah. not always. Anyways, not always. I was trying matches. Okay. And well, then I woke up. I don't know where you're going to get a ticket. Nowhere. When am I in the woods? You never go to the woods. You don't go to the deep woods. You go to your lake house, but that's like taken care of and trimmed and proper. Yeah. So you're not going to get ticked. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. One, two, three, four, <laughs> ABC Avenue. <laughs> Thank you, Boopy. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah. Um, boop, 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 boop. Tansler's diagnosis of uh, was of Maria Elena was that is gonna be fatal. Hmm. And despite, your tuberculosis is gonna kill you. It's nineteen hundred, girl. There's not a whole a whole lot we can do. Um, he attempted to treat her anyway. He used a variety of specially made tonics. Elixirs and medicines, trying very hard to cure her. Um, he would deliver these treatments at her home with her family um, and showered her with gifts and declared his love for her the whole time. Um, <laughs> and no one was like, this doctor's weird. Yeah, no. And, but it was the 1900s and people were like, yeah, she's not, she, she's just, she can die. She's going to die. She's going to die anyway. Um, How do you even treat tuberculosis? I think, I don't know. Look it up. Uh, so she eventually did die of uh, tuberculosis on October of 1931, leaving her family and her newly obsessed caretaker heartbroken. Mm-hmm. Um, Tansler insisted on paying for the funeral, complete uh, with a uh, large stone mausoleum in the Key West Cemetery. <laughs> her parents were agreed to let Tansler take care of all of the arrangements. However, the family was unaware that Tansler was the only one to maintain the key to the tomb. Tansler quickly took advantage of this. Uh, he would visit Maria Elena's grave every night for two years. Jesus. Uh, he kept this habit up until he suddenly lost his job for unknown reasons. Because uh, Elena... he's obsessed with a dead body. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Maria Elena's family thought that this change in behavior uh, to be a little strange, but they were like, Nah. Everything's still fine. That's okay. He's still visiting her bodies. Not weird. Um, in 1933, Carl Tanzler moved Muriel Elena's body from the mausoleum. Uh, he no longer needed to visit the grave because he took the corpse home. Oh, after two years? Mm-hmm. Um, the body, oh. two years deceased, was in an extreme state of decomposition. So Carl took it upon himself to restore Maria's body to the way that it used to look before the before her death. No. Um, he purchased an old airplane that he repurposed, repurposed into a makeshift medical laboratory. Um, he performed many procedures, including uh, silk fabric soaked in wax and plaster of Paris to imitate skin. Uh, he attached limbs using piano wire. He fitted the face with glass eyes. And as the father, uh, as the hair fell away from the corpse, he fashioned a wig from her for her out of mother uh, out of hair that he obtained f- 
from her mother. Oh. How do you ask, hey. Do you have uh, any old hair laying around? I was obsessed with your daughter for a long period of time and still am, but I'm not going to tell you that. Can I have your hair? Uh, how do you how is how do you ask that question? You don't. It's weird. Wops. Wops. Uh, you want to do this? Oh, I can go get that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. He filled the abdominal cavity. Do you want to do this? <laughs> abdominal cavity and chest cavity with rags, um, to keep her form. You know, because sometimes when you don't, you got to fill them up. We don't <laughs> fill a body with rags. Sometimes the the chest is a little caved in. And uh, it doesn't look great. Um, he also dressed the body in dresses and uh, stockings, as well as jewelry and gloves. Uh, and where did he keep the body? Where's the body? Where else but his bed? Oh. In his own bed. Um, and since she was in an advanced stage of decomposition, it was less than pleasant to be around. So he used many perfumes disinfectants and preserving agents to try to dissipate the smell i don't like that uh, he kept this up for how long four years seven seven years seven years as the body just fell apart more in this wax fucking molding oh in his bed in his bed that he slept in every night he slept with her every night uh, um, i yeah. have chicken in my trash can for two days and i'm like Absolutely not. It smells like death Burn the house down. Yes, everything. Just light on fire. We're done. Yeah. We don't have fire uh, fire alarm, so. I guess we're go. gonna die. Just, That's it. I'm out. Uh, well, also those fire alarms went off in our house uh, whenever it was cold, and Savannah was like, "Is that the carbon monoxide alarms?" Because she kept on seeing everyone like on Facebook and stuff like that, people getting carbon monoxide poisoning. She was like. Are we going to die from carbon monoxide? It's like, no one's in our garage. No one's turning on their cars. Don't do that. So yeah. we're okay. Ugh. We didn't die. I didn't Ugh. die. Oh, gosh. Can, you, can, can we go back next week? Or last week? I just want to, like, Let's hang go. out. I don't really want to go back in time to that, but. Oh, my God. If there's a Getting my lining. skin back to where it was before all this has been a journey. It's still not even, like, completely repaired. It's like, I have, like, blemishes. Oh my god. It's you a journey. Were dry. I was uh no, I wasn't even dry. I was just like my I'm, face couldn't like Yeah, I was like, I need to wash my face. Yeah, I, I could not wash, wash it. Like and so like I like I washed my face multiple times and so that's what it, the problem is like I dried the fuck out, but I needed to dry the fuck out so I could add on moisturizer and make it like go back to normal. Oh my god, my face has been so gross, but it's like finally getting back to the beautiful glowing that it was before this. So. Well, that's generous, and I'd like to continue my story, so we'll just <laughs> avoid that fact. It's not a fact. Opinion. Okay. Anyways, so, um, yeah, the whole town suspected something was amiss. Uh, a man who lives alone, always buying perfume and women's clothing. Buy mammities. Sus. Uh, on top of this, one local boy recounted that he saw the doctor dancing with what appeared to be a giant doll. Oh. Uh, Marie Elena's family became sus. Uh-huh. Uh, in 1940, her sister showed up to Tansler's home to confront him. She informed the authorities that Tansler was arrested. She informed the authorities that she was like, something sus. Uh-huh. And the authorities were like, you know what? You're right. Yes. <laughs> You know what, Brooklyn? Yeah. You're right. <laughs> uh, so he was arrested and detained. Uh, the home was inspected and the body was found. 
Tansler was charged with grave robbing. Oh, that's it? That's it. Oh, boy. Um, an autopsy showed Nothing that, weird, just grave robbing. Yeah, you know. Uh, the body... Uh, uh, an autopsy on a nine-year-old dead body? Yeah. What are you going to cut open? There's nothing there. Um, <clears throat> yeah, they included a paper in... T- so, all the things I said before, but also... Uh, a paper tube inserted between the corpse's legs forming a makeshift vagina. Although Tansler never admitted to having sex with the body. Yeah, but also this is before forensic evidence, so there's no way to claim like, well, I didn't... Well, but also... The fact that you made a, a, a paper vagina is Disgusting. Enough. Exactly. Proof <laughs> enough that you're disgusting. But also, I mean, if he's ejaculating inside this tube, a paper tube, it's getting wet and... It's removable. Put a new one in every time. Valid, 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 valid. That is valid. Um, yeah. But also, that's dry. That's that's dry as fuck. Also, um, depending, you'd have to find. And we don't need to examine this. You'd have very to find far. a paper tube that fits the exact size of your dick to get any pleasure. No. I'm just thinking wildly here, and I'm not trying to encourage this behavior because this is disgusting. But also, I am intrigued by the logistics of this because I'm confused on how he did not get paper cuts on his penis. I just picture like a. I'm thinking a cone. Oh, see, I was picturing like a, a, a toilet paper, paper roll. towel roll. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm picturing like a cone. Wait, no, I'll tell you about that. You probably saw my tweets already. I don't. I don't ever read anything about you. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he, he never admitted to having sex with it, the body. Um, after a psychiatric eval, Tansler was determined to be fit for trial. Um, some of the reports did mention his ultimate plan to, quote, uh, fly Maria's corpse into the stratosphere so that the radiation from outer space could penetrate her tissues and restore her to life in her solemn, somnolent form. Well, I love science in the 30s. Yeah. It did not go well for a lot like, of people. Send them to the moon and they're going to be revived. Suddenly they came back. E- girl, you're a scientist and you believe this. That was like when lobotomy started in the, the early 1920s and 30s. They were like, stab them in their brain. They'll get better. That's it. The people that I, I turned into vegetables, not. I mean, they stopped doing what they were doing. So this is a success story. 60% success rate. No, girl, you kill people. And they people. said they're alphabet anymore. No, no, is that important? But they're not. Probably. They're not yelling not. anymore. So, mm. not a bad thing, right? Um, you want to do this? Oh my god! Sure. Um, despite everything that happened, the statute of limitations was considered to be expired. Oh. Wait, uh, hold on. They just discovered this body. Mm-hmm. Statute of limitations. I I know the body was nine years old, but this crime is not. The grave robbing crime is past, apparently. Okay. Because no one discovered the body before that. Um, despite yeah, he was uh, accused and let go. Other side of the fridge. Uh, Marie Elena's body was placed on display in a local funeral home. Nearly 7,000 7, people came to see the disfigured corpse. Were they going to pay respects or were they just going because, oh my goodness, um, they wanted to see what weird shit they happened. Shit. Oh. 
you have a death wish? Yeah. Uh, uh, her body was finally laid to rest in an unmarked grave in Key West. Uh, in the news and public eye, Tansler actually received quite a bit of compassion. Compassion? Mm-hmm. Aw, he's so sweet for trying to revive his lover. He was a hopeless romantic. No, that's disgusting. And nevertheless, he went on to live the rest of his days alone and died in his home in 1952, where he was discovered three weeks after he died. Cheers. Cheers. Get it. Three weeks after he died, he just get... So he died... Wait, what? Did he... how did he die? He just died on his own accord? Mm-hmm. Oh, he was like, all right, I'm dying. Bye. I'm out. I'm out, bitches. Some people just die, you know. <laughs> They're just like, eh, I'm done with living. <laughs> All right. Well, that's like what we were talking about earlier. It's like, well, he was born in 19, or 1877, too, so he was... He was... Old. 80-some. <laughs> he is old. Uh, well, my... <laughs> wait. Mm. <laughs> you gotta mm. do the, the, the yeah, bottom but... teeth. <laughs> <laughs> There's this cartoon that they watch where um, the main character, when they're angry, walks like this. That's how I walk. <laughs> and I'm like, I definitely walk like that, too. <laughs> I just walk around. Eh! This is me. You poop. Yeah. You butt. You poop. You're a butthead. Bitch, I know. <laughs> I planned that, girl. So he just straight up died, and he was like, "All right, I'm out." Yep. Did he? How long did he go to prison for? Did I miss that? He didn't None. go. He was acquitted, and I mean, he technically did not murder anyone. He was just disgusting and weird, and he broke a lot of traditions of people, and you know, fucked up whole family, and uh, like their whole values were just ruined because he decided to <clears throat> desecrate their corpse of a family member. Nothing weird. Nothing weird. <laughs> um, nothing crazy, you know? Yeah, but I mean, he didn't kill anyone. Yeah. He it's didn't... not great. It's not good. Is it the worst thing we've ever talked on the podcast? No. no. Is it disturbing? Yeah. Absolutely. But... He's not a murderer. Yeah. There's just a whole lot of things there where I'm just like... He didn't kill anyone. You're 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 very correct in that aspect, but... Is he the worst person that we've talked about? No. no. Is he not the worst person we've talked about? Who? No. I, I would like someone... If we have listeners that would like to rate the worst people we've talked about, I'd like you to rate them. Um, or the worst, not even people, the worst topics that you'd like to talk about. Uh, so far, I think the person who has, or the topic that has killed the most people is the Galveston hurricane. Uh, well, yeah, but that's not a person. Oh, no, no, no. The tsunami. <laughs> that killed more people. Chernobyl. Didn't kill a lot. Of that people. did not kill two hundred and seventy thousand people yet. Well, no, you didn't say it did affect a lot of people, so it might have killed. Yeah, but I'm talking about like a person that like actually has emotions that they can be considered like a disgusting person. Yeah, and I guess the worst is like Albert Fish or something like that. 
No, we have not, we haven't talked about all those babies. Yeah, there's Janine Jones who killed sixty babies in San Antonio. Why go to San Antonio? Killing babies. Some uh, of the people are like, we killed a hundred and fifty people. I'm like, you are only like scheduled for like sixteen. Where are the others? We haven't talked about Albert Fish, have we? I thought you did. No, I talked about um, the other guy that killed a bunch of people. Dr. Death in the UK that killed like 250 people and probably up to 500 people. Well, we should talk about Albert we Fish. We should talk about Albert Fish sometime. He ate those babies. He just pop in and talk about Albert Fish. Yeah, we haven't talked about Albert Fish. Uh, we've talked about a lot of fucking fucked up topics. Welcome to our food podcast. Our, That's, I, our if you guys podcast. didn't know. That's what the podcast is about. It's about scary stuff. Surprise. It's about like you being like, whoa, 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 scary. Um, that's valid. It is our podcast. Uh, but also, I have to tell people sometimes, like, well, we don't just talk about dead people or people killing each other. We talk about like weird science stuff too, like knitting techniques. No, I have. No. I've talked. To, I've talked about it. You did talk about it one time. You're right. That was when you were yeah, like yeah. super into knitting, and I was like. No, right now, now I'm just like <laughs> I'm knitting something. It's a dishcloth. <laughs> Here we go. I'm gonna scrub dishes with. Look it. at how pretty this looks. <laughs> and the people are like, yeah. Have you? I, although I was trying to teach the girls crocheting, and I actually learned how to crochet a, a chain, which is exciting. But I'll never be able to have 30 minutes to do it anymore. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just stick to knitting dishcloths. There you go. It's like, oh, you need to scrub some dishes? Oh, great. I got this I for got you. a dishcloth for you. <laughs> I got this for you. I knitted wait, it for wait, you. Wait, wait, wait. For you. For you. <laughs> Come oh, on. Oh, gosh. We need to end this podcast because okay. I want to watch. UK. Ah! Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me pop on over real fast. I want to talk about uh, uh, our sister podcast. Is it our sister or our, like, granddaughter you, you can talk about both friend. but let's talk about our sister podcast first all right tell us tell you tell us about our sister podcast so our sister podcast is called hold on hold on, are you ready let's, let's talk, talk about, about gay stuff. stuff let's talk about gay stuff is a podcast that talks about yesterday's gay history today, today. uh they talk about everything from uh, jojo siwa jojo siwa gen z there you go to uh, spongebob to spongebob and but the- also like like important James people. Buchanan. Yeah. Uh, the, the I mean, they talk about Stonewall all, riots. They talk about anything in gay history and how it relates to gay history. And sometimes they talk about topics that you don't know are related to gay history, but they are surprise. They surprise. Barbara Jordan last episode had no clue. No, and I went to a school called Barbara Barbara Jordan Intermediate School. My name is Barbara. Barbara, 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 please. Uh, so let's talk about gay stuff. Really brings you all the gay history that you absolutely need. You absolutely need it. So uh, tune into Let's Talk About Gay Stuff. That's Let's Talk About Gay Stuff at Let's Talk About Gay Stuff dot com. Let's Talk About Gay Stuff at Instagram. Talk Gay Stuff on Twitter and Let's Talk About Gay Stuff on Facebook. Want to send them an email? Send them an email. Drop us a line. Uh, let's Talk About Gay Stuff at Gmail dot com. Hey. Hey. Do you like drag? Drag is great. Do you like televised drag competitions? Yes. Do you like Bimini Bamboulash? Of course. Me well, too. we don't talk about UK yet. We haven't so. talked about it yet, but we will. Uh, UK hunt. Um, check out our Rupee podcast. It's like uh, our spoopy podcast's weird sister who had a baby, and then like nobody talked to the sister Nobody anymore. brought it up again. Uh, so that's our Rupee podcast. 
at ourrupeepodcast.com, our rupee podcast on Facebook and Instagram, and send us an email at ourrupeepodcast at gmail.com. Yes. We love to talk about all the drag stuff, and also we have a lot of opinions, honey. So uh, we normally have a podcast about a show that's an hour long. And we make For it two, two hours. hours. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. we like to talk about all the things that go on. So and we don't discuss the untucked. It's just and that's two about, hours it's just on two its hour, own. Yeah, just by itself. So if you want to listen to us two gays talking about scary stuff oh, instead of talking about on, drag no, no. stuff. I'm not gay. All right, sis. Uh, <laughs> I'm queer. Um, then we can – you can listen to uh, our review podcast. We'd love that. Um – We'd also like to thank our OG sponsor that got, honestly, this entire podcast started. Really? Uh, they helped fund mm-hmm. all these mics, all this, uh, the systems. They got us started with this. That's Economy Works. Economy Works. Uh, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Economy Works, who is a freelance talent network that connects professionals with project work. If you're a company that needs help writing job, job descriptions, conducting marketing analysis, and managing your social media platforms, EconomyWorks has an extensive talent network of freelance professionals ready to help you do more with less. Economy Works. When we work, the, the economy, economy works. works. Find out more about Economy Works at economyworks.com. That's E-C-O-N-O-M-I-W-O-R-K-S dot com. Economy works. Yum. We do love Economy Works. They have brought all of the things that we need for this podcast, and we stand. So check them out. Um, we we called we we got everyone right. We yeah. got all the things. Okay, yeah. uh, except um, what. <clears throat> Bimini Bon Boulash. Oh, Bimini Bimini yeah, Bon Boulash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need to go see her in a second. Let's do it. So, will she tell them to get, get spoopy, spoopy with it? <laughs>